listening to the American Variety Network. Your only place for variety on Blog Talk Radio. You are tuned in to the American Variety Network with your host, Alex Cardinal. American Variety Network provides American citizens with quality tropical fish shows, cooking and baking shows, talk shows, and more. Please download our app on Google Play and Apple Play called American Variety Network. Check out and like our Facebook page, American Variety Network. Now, here is Alex, live. What is going on in the world today? What is there to talk about? Who is the special guest? What will they be promoting? These are the questions you, the listener, should be asking. This is the Alex Cardinal Show on American Variety Network, America's podcast. Alex will dive deep down into the topics you want to hear about. So, without further ado, let's get to talking. Hello, Alex. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Alice Cardinelli Show here on American Variety Network. I'm your host, Alex Cardinelli. Tonight, I'm very excited to announce that we have our very first guest here on the Alice Cardinelli Show, and I hope that I have a lot of dog owners listening to this show. I hope there are some Beagle fans listening to the show, because tonight we're going to be chatting about beagles. Beagles are cute dogs, and I've always been fascinated with them. And this is a special show for me, because I'm going to be getting my very own beagle. Now, our guest tonight is Kathleen Weaver. Now, she has been keeping beagles for over 30 years. She has competed in obedience and agility classes, and she has helped people with beagle behavioral problems. She also competed in confirmation, which are Westminster-type dog shows. She attended a few beagle hunts, and she has kept other dogs. Now, currently, she has three beagles, a young puppy, a 7-year-old dog who is her diabetes alert dog, and an older beagle. So obviously she has a lot of experience working with beagles. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Kathleen Weaver to the show. Kathleen, how are you? And thank you so much for being here. Hey, uh, it's nice to meet you. Nice to, I've looked around at the show a little bit, and it's all really quite interesting. So you're going to get a beagle. Yes, that's right. I'm going to be getting my, my very first Beagle, actually, on uh, August 1st. He's 23 weeks old. Okay. Um, where did you get him? I'm going to be getting him from somebody that uh, got him from a, a breeder, and uh, I guess he can't keep him because he's in an apartment. Oh, okay. Um, they're not great apartment dogs, so my two oldest Beagles have lived in an apartment, and they did well. Um, they're very noise reactive. So the first thing you should expect when you get your new beagle is that it bites. 
Mike Janie, he's 11 weeks old now, and I got him at six weeks. And he bit, and he bit hard. <laughs> and he has bit everybody in the household, the two older beagles, myself and my husband. And so the first thing you need to teach them is not to bite. And here's how I do that. When they start biting me, I scream, I say, ouch, because it does hurt. They have sharp little needle-like teeth. And if they bite hard, I'll scream ouch real loud, no, and um, I put them in what I call puppy timeout. So that I hold them in such a way that they cannot bite me. That's the first important part is you don't want – those puppy teeth hurt, especially when they put some force in. So I will hold them by their shoulders and even put one hand underneath them so they're not dangling. But I don't let them interact with the environment at all, and I call that a puppy timeout. And I'll even say to them while I'm doing that and say, puppy timeout. And when they calm down, because mine fights, he is a feisty little booger. And um, when he stops, then we get to play again. But if we're playing in any way, and I play tug and everything else with him, but if he makes contact with my skin, then, ouch, we stop what we're doing and we do the little puppy timeout thing. If that doesn't work, I say no and bop them with my head, with my finger, pretty not a whole lot of force. You, you don't want to hurt the dog, but you want the puppy to understand that they have broken the rules. So I just bop them lightly on the head and do that puppy timeout thing because this teaches them some really interesting things. It teaches them how to interact with you properly, um, that you are hurting, they're hurting you. Um, my older dogs, have had to discipline him to the point that he was limping for a few minutes last night because he was biting them hard. So that's the first thing. And and one of my friends is like, why haven't you taught him anything else? And I'm like, because he's been biting me for three weeks. So, yeah, that's the first and most important thing to teach. But it's very important because it gets teaches them the word no teaches them to uh, bite inhibition. That's real important. And um, teaches them how to properly interact with you. And it's taken a while, but he doesn't bite. Um, he still bites my husband a little bit, but he doesn't bite me at all. So why do they bite when they're puppies? All puppies bite when they're puppies. Um, every single beagle puppy I've had has been a biter. In fact, that's why I got into dog training was that Peppermint Patty would run around the house, bite us, and you could tell that she really enjoyed our inter- our reaction to it. She she got a kick out of it. <laughs> um, Jamie was a real feisty puppy. Um, he We thought he was taking all the food away from his brothers and sister, and come to find out they're just that much smaller than he is. Well, that's good to know. So so why do you like beagles personally? I like them because they're stubborn and they're very independent. And they have an off switch. Um, I've had other breeds along with my beagles. I've had a border collie and 
I've had uh, I've had several border collies, and I've had a German Shepherd. And the thing that I like more about the Beagles is the um, border collies did not have an off switch. They had to be interacting with you all the time, um, and they constantly wanted to play ball, herd sheep, and I've uh, even owned a sheep farm when I had my border collies. Had ownership. I didn't own it. Um, I had a partial share. Um, but um, they have an off switch. You can uh, put them down, put them somewhere with the toy, and they'll leave you alone and let you work and do what you need to do. And then when you're ready to do something, they're ready to do it. So I really like that off switch. I really like the fact that they're independent and stubborn, um, which sounds crazy because I train dogs. But I like having to work out. Uh, I've been talking to an Internet acquaintance. Um, I've actually met him in person. I've known for a long time and really respect him as a trainer, and he loves beagles. And we both love them for the same reason. I can take any other breed of dog and teach them a trick in a matter of minutes. And beagles take quite a while to learn the same thing. And it's because of that independence. And it's because they like to hunt, and they their brains are wired for hunting. If you went out in a field the same way every time, you wouldn't find rabbits. But if you know how to be independent and um, know how to be, if you're a beagle and you know how to be independent, and you know that every single time you have to do something different to find a rabbit. Um, that's the successful rabbit hunter is the dog that's so independent and so random. So when I'm teaching my beagle something, and this is something you need to be aware of, I use clicker training, and it's repetition. But they don't repeat the same behavior every single time. They will, uh, for example, I'm trying to teach my puppy right now to lay down on a mat or to stay on a mat. Um, it's some boundary and self-control t- training. And he'll go to the mat. And I'll click and I'll give him a treat. And he'll wander and come. I'll move him off the mat and he'll go back to the mat and I'll click and treat. And then I'll take him off the mat and he'll go to a totally different direction. And then he'll eventually go back to the mat and he might repeat it a couple of times. He might not. Most breeds of dogs, like your border collie, as soon as they get that click and I was here, I'm going to go right back to that same position. And I'm going to go right back and do the same thing. They don't have that randomness built in. Their job, their hurting behavior, they need to repeat the same things to get the same thing to happen. But that doesn't happen in the beagle world, and that doesn't happen with the beagle brain. So I'll warn you right now, they're not the easiest dogs to train. I think beagles are like are like humans, so my beagle puppy is going to be like my son. <laughs> A lot of it is very similar. Um, racing uh, and and ra- how old is your son? I don't have any. I don't have a son, but my oh, puppy you don't have one yet. Okay, you don't have a child yet. For you, without having children, because I'm the same way, it is a lot like having a child. That's not the same. Um, I'm willing to send some of my dogs off to other people and have in the past my border collies. Um, two of them ended up spending their later years with other people. 
Um, one of them I trained to be a drug dog. The other one was just too much for me, and he ended up being an agility champion with someone who's more physically active than I am. Oh, but, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I've trained dogs for other people and, and, and worked with other people, and I actually taught obedience classes for a while, which got me into teaching high school. Um, I will say that the whole development is uh, a lot faster than children. They mature much faster. You'll have an adult dog with a beagle about 11 months to a little over a year. Um, A lot of it depends on whether you have a field or confirmation and what kind of how their parents were as puppies. And then a lot of that has to do with how much you put on them. Very nice to hear. So I can't wait to get my very first beagle. What was it like for you getting your first beagle? Well, my first beagle was an adult. Um, My husband, I'd had dogs when I was a kid, and I actually showed dogs when I was a kid. We had neighbors that had show dogs, and nothing is nothing cuter than getting a teenager out with a puppy. So uh, on the sh- in the show ring. So I've had some experience with dogs, but then I lived in apartments and was too busy, whatever, to have a dog. And I met my husband, and he had a three-year-old beagle who was grossly overweight, and he did not like me at all because I put him on healthy dog food. He was on the worst, most high-calorie dog food you can imagine. And he weighed over 40 pounds, and he should have weighed 25. It took me three years to get him down to 25 pounds. And I am you know, was pretty adamant on exercising and feeding the right food. It's just like humans, it's really hard to lose weight. That's true. That seems to be a problem with some of the beagles that I've been researching is that they're really fast. Well, they are, um, we we call them easy keepers. They don't need a lot of food to maintain their weight. My older girls, and this kind of blows me away, my older girls eat almost a third a cup twice a day So of dog food. And it's um, bright minds and it's formulated for adults as they get into their older ages. And a vet recommended me starting it even earlier with my um, youngest dog than they recommend. She says, there's absolutely no reason why you're, my five-year-old at the time that I switched to, I think she was, no, she was six. Um, when I switched to um, Karina uh, Bright Minds, and Ions makes a, a dog food for older dogs too. She says she would put five-year-old dogs on that food. And she's a research vet, and she works with she actually works with a beagle colony, and she actually works with beagle colonies. Um, this is her second or third that she's working with right now, and um, so there, beagles are used in laboratory experiments, but those beagles are not related to yours or mine. They just look like our beagles, and they're very well treated. And when the experiment is finished. Um, that's what she does is she finishes the experiment and they do have to take them apart, but they're usually 13 when they do so. 
So most of our beetles are going to live to be 12. To My oldest has been 14. My youngest that I've, I've lost to old age was 12. And so they're a long-living dog. Um, but anyway, they're easy keepers. So my puppy is eating half a cup of food. My breeder said, give him half a cup of food and look at his poops. And because when you have dogs, you talk about these things, and especially poop, it's real important. Um, if the poop is firm, then you're feeding them a right amount of food. You might want to give them a little bit more. If the poops are real loose, you're giving them too much food. So you're looking for a nice, firm poop that's easy to clean up. And that means they're getting the right amount of food. And if they're having trouble pooping, then you're not giving them enough food. And that's her rule of thumb. And it, she uh, has had some extremely nice dogs that she's raised for puppies do really well in the show ring. So that means that what she does in feeding lets them develop properly. Because the one thing I'm always afraid of, my girls are two inches too short. They're only 11 inches and 12 inches tall. And so um, I'm always afraid it was because I didn't feed them enough. But they came to me, um, Macy, who's now 11, came to me at um, seven years old, and Dulce came to me at, I mean, not years, months. She was seven months old. And Dulce came to me at 10 months old. So they were pretty well physically grown. So I really probably didn't have anything to do with their height. Um, Beagles come into height. We don't know how tall they're going to be until they finish growing. That's some very, very good information. So what is it that makes beagles so popular? I understand that beagles are one of the most popular breeds in the United States. It, they are. They have been in the top ten as long as I've been alive, and I don't want to say. <laughs> but they have always, <laughs> we have always had a lot of beagles. I mentioned briefly that they use them for um, research. Now, I do not think that those beagles are AKC registered. They come from a place that breeds lab animals, and they breed the beagles. They breed mice and rats and other things. Uh, my friend who is the research vet, she has, when she was here in Texas, she worked primarily with primates and, but she had a few primates. Most of what she worked with were rodents. Um, I know that she's had a beagle colony uh, while she's been in Kentucky all the time. Um, the current colony that she's working with is um, researching dental implants. And the colony before that was an old age study, and they started them when they were puppies, and she worked with them their last few years because that's when she got hired on with that um, university. Um, so there are um, the laboratory beagles, and like I said, they're almost another breed. There's hunting beagles, and my first girl, my snooper, was from a hunting line, um, and my first girls um, through Missy and Peppermint Patty they were and Marcy were all hunting beagles, and they were all from fairly well-known kennels. Um, I have never met anyone who had hunting beagles that had less than five. They usually have a huge number. 
the confirmation people, and they're almost separate breeds, we do bring in um, hunting lines into our confirmation. I don't think many confirm, um, hunting beagle people would bring in a uh, something from confirmation lines. Um, they're not they do look at appearance when they're hunting, but what they're most about for the hunting beagle is how well do they hunt. And they breed really good hunters to to really good hunters just like the confirmation people do. Also confirmation people I see very few with less than a dozen <laughs> serious. Um if you go to a beagle breeder house Sometimes you kind of wonder if they're hoarding. Um, but they're, every breeder that I've ever been to that I've visited, they know every single dog in the kennel. They know every single dog's attributes. Sometimes they have handlers show them. A lot of them show themselves. The beagles are probably one of the biggest set of dogs that are owner-handled. But um, And then you also see these same breeders will take their own dogs back. They will take, uh, they will take other people's dogs. Um, they'll get dogs placed that, that aren't working out in their home, kind of like yours has been. And so um, the, the Beagle people I know have a lot of them. I usually have the least I've ever had is one. I usually like to have three, and it's been a while for me to have three dogs again. Um, and it's just been, um, I had three of them that were too close in age. They were all within Macy. Um, came after Maggie, who was a rescue, and Marcy, who was a hunting beagle. And they were just too close in age, and I wanted to get them spaced out. So having an 11, a 6, and a young dog is a pretty good spacing for me. Um, they're happiest if you have more than one. That doesn't mean you have to rush out and get one right away, another one right away. You would want to raise this first one and get it to be what you consider a good dog before you try to mess with a puppy. So you're younger than I am, so you might be able to pull it off. That's definitely true. Beagle sound like a very, very uh, fun uh, dog to have. Now, does AKC beagles mean they're all they're all hunting dogs? No, AKC has uh, will register any beagle that's been born from AKC registered parents. Um, the and then you know, there's a lot of backyard breeders of beagles. There's a lot of people who just breed beagles and they don't know what they have. Um, there's some people who, it's, and this is something to be really aware of, the audience really needs to be aware of. There is no such thing as a miniature. There used to be what they called the pocket beagles, and there were three or four different kennels, and there were some in England and some in the United States, and a pocket beagle was a six-inch beagle. And they were perfect in every way, but they were only six inches tall, maybe up to nine inches, and you could put them in a pocket, your your saddle pocket, and hunt with them in the with them in the saddle, and then take them out when you were ready to look for rabbits. And beagles are bred for rabbits. 
They're very good at it. They will chase just about any scurry that's around if there isn't a rabbit, meaning a scurry at my house is called a rat or a mouse. So I don't really want to think about what's making that noise <laughs> when they scurry around the <laughs> roof. Um, so anyway, they will chase any small wild animal, but they um, prefer rabbit. And I've the so so the AKC will register any bot any beagle whose parents are AKC registered. Whether or not they're a hunting beagle or a confirmation beagle or just a pet depends on um, if they hunt. And there are beagle hunts. If you go out to the AKC website, you will see that there are beagle hunts. There are people who have set aside land for beagle hunting, and they keep rabbits in there, and they have it fenced so the rabbits and the dogs can't get out. And it's not looked on well if any of the rabbits get killed. In fact, that's not the purpose of a beagle is to kill a rabbit. The purpose of a beagle is to say, hey, there's a rabbit here. Come shoot it, and then I'll come and bring it back to you. A lot of your really good hunting beagles will actually retrieve the rabbit after it's killed. And they'll give you time to kill them any way you want. You can use a slingshot. You can use a gun. You can use an arrow. But the main purpose of a for beagle hunts is to gather calories for the human, and they usually feed the leftover part to the rabbit we don't want to eat to the dogs. So they have that purpose. Now, in some of some other countries, I know some people in South Africa that have hunting beagles, they never kill the rabbits. And they have land set aside for the beagles to hunt, and the rabbits are never killed. And I know some um, hunting places in Texas that are set up that way. Um, they're usually set up for other breeds where they don't want you to kill. The beagles, they, uh, the, the land set aside for beagles, it's going to be up to the owners, and you'll need to ask if you ever participate in any of their hunts as to what they'll do. Um, usually on hunting days, they don't hurt the rabbits. But most of the people in Texas I've met in the past, they like themselves a good rabbit suit. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I asked about the AKC thing is because uh, the puppies that I'm getting is AKC registered, so that's very good to know. Yeah, my now the dogs that I have now, they all come out of a really nice dog in Cahoots Chase Manhattan, known as Ben. And he has been described in several different dog magazines as the number one beagle of all time. And he um, was a 13-inch beagle. I um, can't remember how long ago now that he's passed away. Um, it's five or six years. He was in perfect perfect health throughout his 16 years. And he produced puppies. They finally ran out of the last vial of semen um, in September, and that breeding didn't take. But he was pretty old when that sample was taken. And that sample had been around for a while. Um, and he is the father of quite a few, or grandfather and, and great-grandfather and even and beyond that of quite a few dogs around the country. Um, Uno uh, was one of his offspring. I think he was uh, fourth generation in his pedigree. 
And then he's the father of one of mine and the grandfather of um, Dulce and the new puppy, but he's also a great-great-grandfather on the other side of that puppy. Um, And that is something that we wanted. Um, It was a purposely planned breeding, and all of his breedings have been very purposely planned, and it produced some nice dogs. He was a 13-inch And Una was a 15-inch, and one of the reasons why we don't know what size our dogs are is because Janie's mother is a 13-inch and his father is a 15-inch. And so we just don't know what we're going to get out of that breeding, if we're going to get a 13 or a 15. You rarely see anything that say 13 and a half. Um, or even 14, we'll see a lot, of, you know, you'll range up to that 15 from about 14 and a half on. And then that 13 is going to range from almost 13 to 13. Um, my girls were definitely small. Um, Dulce's like 11.6. And Macy's a little bit taller at 12 inches. And you can even see the difference in their height. If you get two pups out of the same litter, you'll frequently notice which is going to be which. Um, And they do tend to breed to that type. I started to say earlier about the um, pocket beagles and miniature beagles. If someone's trying to sell a miniature or a pocket, the chances are real high that they're a dwarf. Um, Dwarfism does run in the breed. There is a dwarfism that we are really trying hard to uh, eradicate out of the confirmation beagles, and we're really screening hard for that because that dwarfism is associated with um, some mental and physical illnesses, and those dogs don't, and, and the dwarfs don't live as long anyway. If you see dwarfism in people, you you know from watching TLC or whatever, you will see that physically they're not as healthy as normal-sized people, and it's a side effect of that dwarfism. So don't get a miniature beagle is my biggest thing. Um, Get a full-sized beagle. If you're lucky, they won't grow as tall as the others. My two um, are not dwarfs. Um, They don't have that dwarfism. They're perfect. They fill their inches. They just don't have any inches, and that's one thing that we look for in the show ring is that they do fill their inches. And um, so they're perfectly proportioned. In fact, Macy looks almost exactly like her daddy, which is another bad thing. Girls shouldn't look like boys. But um, they do. uh, My dogs are the right structure. They're just not tall enough, and we don't want to breed anything that's that's short because we don't want to keep having short dogs. That's very good to hear. So what would be your advice and tips for new beagle keepers like myself? Get a cage. (laughs) And it was so funny when I went to get a cage for Jamie, I couldn't find one of the proper size. Um, You want to crate train them very early. Um, It makes it easier to house break. It makes it easier for them to be in your house. Um, And then I've gone... so far as, because he was so small when he came home, I have a playpen. Um, I've had a condo for a long time, and it's a huge big crate because I was teaching at the time 
and was away for the house, from the house for nine to ten hours at a time. And my husband was working full time. Uh, uh, he usually puts in nine or ten hours a day, even now. And so I have a cage in my living room that is big enough for a German Shepherd and a very large German Shepherd because one's been in it. And it's big enough that they can go to the bathroom there and I put something down for them to go to the bathroom on if I have to leave them in for a long period of time, leave a water bowl and and a play area there. And that just keeps them from making a mess and getting in trouble. The mess is all in one place. You want to have a cage if you want to take them anywhere and don't take them anywhere until they get their shots. You want to have a cage for them in your car somewhere where I use a smaller cage for that. I want them to just be able to lay down. So I save a puppy cage for that. So you should have at least one cage where they can feel safe in and eat and not make a mess in. So you want them to be able to walk into that cage, turn around, but not much more room. You can get a bigger cage and put a cardboard box in it. The uh, Anytime you're driving anywhere with a dog, it should be in a crate. It should not be in the front seat. If that airbag is going to kill a child, it's going to kill a dog. So you want them in a crate in the back seat. I know people, you know, drive with their dog hanging out. That is so unsafe for the dog. If the dog's hanging his head out of the window, they can um, get hit in the window with bugs, you know, just like the motorcycle guys do. Um, the other thing that's happened to me when I, before I knew better, and this was a long, long time ago, the dog was on a leash. She actually jumped out the window to chase and grab it, which was pretty scary. I could, I was able to actually grab the leash before she went completely out the window, but she was, that she was hanging by that leash. And I never go anywhere with a choke collar. Um, when my dogs are on a leash, they're on a well-fitting buckle collar, so if they fly out of a window or do something else stupid, I can just haul them back and I don't have to worry about strangling them. And that's how she was, is she was in a well-fitted leather collar, and I just reeled her back, hit the brakes and reeled her back in. But she actually made it through the window. So I'm a big thing about dogs are in a crate, secure, not in the front seat, if they're in the crate, they can be in the front seat because the airbag probably won't crush the crate, but they're safer in the back seat. Um, or I have an SUV, so mine go in the very back, um, so I get pretty hot when people rear in me as a result. Um, so, yes, you, and you need a crate. My husband tells stories about how his snooper ate the drywall and got out of the dog room and into the kitchen by eating the drywall and going through the studs. <laughs> so that just keeps them from getting into things they shouldn't get in. And mine sleep in crates with the door open, and they eat their food in the crate with the door closed but not latched. So the other dog didn't eat their food. So, and dog beagles especially like a small dark enclosed area. We had one, and this doesn't happen very often, that was 
terrified of thunderstorm. And she'd always head straight for the bathroom and into the bathtub. Not a bad choice. So the first thing you need when you get your dog is find a crate. And the fun part was, is any time I go to look for a new crate for Jamie, they don't have his size on the shelf. That sucks. So can beagles live with other dogs and other pets? Oh, yeah. Um, My peppermint Patty, who was a 13-inch beagle, weighed 15 pounds. She used to put my German Shepherd police dog in the dryer. (laughs) She would chase at her, and she would bite the dew claws until the only place that was safe from her was the dryer. Oh, because my dog room doubles as my laundry room. Oh, nice. That that sounds like a very fun room. I'm sure you love your uh, dog room. Every house I've had, we've only lived in two houses, but both houses, we had a nice big utility room. This one has a dog door built into the wall. I had a handyman come and build the dog door into the wall. They love dog doors. And then they have their own separate run because we live on the corner of a super busy street. And we've had dogs get out of the run and out of the big yard. We've had Maggie, the crazy dog, uh, the crazy beagle. Um, we've had beagles get through the fences. And we've had people leave gates open and let dogs out. Um, but we live at a real busy street, so having that double fence gives them a lot more time to figure out the puzzle and get out. My husband describes beagles as constantly looking for a puzzle to solve. And it's never a puzzle you want them to solve. So, I'm quite sure. Yeah. So, like, they will try to figure out how to get out of – so they love the dog door because they think, you know, that's a puzzle you didn't want them to solve. And, yeah, actually, I do want you to solve that one. So we've always had a dog door. Um, but they like to roam the big yard, so I call it doggy concierge service when you have to get up and let them in or out. And so um, we have a, a real nice setup for them. They're not allowed all over the house. Um, they're not allowed in the carpeted areas. Uh, they are allowed in the hardwood areas. But I will sh- share with you, you really need to put a rug down, and I haven't. It's too late now. We put in bamboo floor, floors a few years ago, and there's tents from them and their dog bones in the bamboo floor. But I figure by the time we get around, we've been in this house for 16 years. By the time we get around to selling it again, we'll we'll want to have somebody refinish the floors anyway. <laughs> so, what would be your advice to uh, keep beagles healthy? Um, take them to the vet. Find a vet you really like. And then take them to the vet on a regular basis. Your puppy will need three, a new puppy is going to need three sets of shots. They usually get the first set from the breeder. Mine does her own. Some take them to the vet and have them done, but she's old school and she does her own. You'll want another set when your vet wants them. And what you do is you tell them, when the breeder did the shots, and they'll figure out when they want them in for the second shot and the third shot. But find a vet that you really like and trust. I've been with mine for 25 years and went to his wife before that. 
and they're no longer together. It has nothing to do with anything, but um, I just have really liked these two guys. And then I just come in and do whatever they say. Now, here's a really good piece of advice. Pet insurance is really good. I have been with CPI, now Nationwide Pet Insurance. I'm going to sound like a commercial here, but I've been super happy. The hardest thing for me was when Marcy um, got pancreatitis. Um, She had a pancreatitis attack that ended up costing $2,000. And this was, it was probably $4,000 in today's vet dollar. Um, VPI has several different plans. The one that I'm happiest with right now, I think, we'll see how the next few claims come in because Dulce got it in her head a few weeks ago that she needed to go to the vet every week. Um, But so far they're paying 90% of everything and Jamie's policy was $600. Um, Dulce at seven is a lot more, but it's kind of a creep. And um, hers is $1,100 now. It started out being at 600 and has gone up every year. And it really blows me away that they only charge 600 for the first year because um, I've already spent $300 on Jamie since I got him. And they're, I'm waiting on some paperwork, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be I, this dog has never been treated for an ear infection before Before they'll pay that out. Um, but they'll say they've paid everything out at 90%, and she's had to go in for teeth cleaning, and she's had to go in for um, an impacted um, anal gland, that actually got infected and um, caused a hole in her skin from her scratching at it. And so that was probably, I think that one was right under 200 and they paid for 90% of that and they also paid for 90% of her um, annual visit. And then she had a tea cleaning last week, and I think I've already gotten – they said they'd pay 90 I haven't gotten one back yet. But they've been really good about doing what they say. And um, now Macy's on a different policy. It's a couple hundred dollars cheaper. And I can't switch her to policy because they don't cover preexisting conditions. And her policy, they pay – out according to what the other vets in the area, and it's on a fixed um, scale. So they don't always pay. They pay about 70 or 80% of the expense, depending on what it is. And I can't tell you exactly why they make a decision that they do. So, And they also have a policy that if you can't afford either one of these, where they will cover something like the pancreatitis, and it's a catastrophic policy. And um, so they I, and I put my older dog on that policy when she got to be twelve, and I'll do that with Dulce. At some point, I'll put her on the catastrophic only, and um, because the, her normal vet expenses aren't that high, most of the vaccines she doesn't need anymore. Um, the rabies they are letting you do it four years, for example. So I'll probably put her on catastrophic fairly soon. 
And um, not this year because it renews is in May. But insurance is a really good thing. And they give me a discount because I'm a retired teacher and or teachers. They do both teachers and retired teachers in Texas. Um, they have a lot of different discounts available. So it's it's a really good plan. It's a really good thing to put your dog on insurance because then you don't have to feel guilty because you can't afford it. Very, very good information. So tonight we're chatting Beagles with Kathleen Weaver. There's been a lot of great information so far. We're going to go ahead and take our very short commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about behavioral problems in teaching Beagles obedience. That's right next after this commercial break. Don't go anywhere, folks. Calling all Android and iPhone users. The American Variety Network now has an app that you can download. On this app, you can listen to any of our over 300 episodes of the American Variety Network. You can watch American Variety Network YouTube videos and see the posts that are made on our Facebook page with the latest show news and more. To download the American Variety Network app, simply go to the Google Play Store or the Apple Store and search American Variety Network and click download. You are going to enjoy this app as you can listen to any of our podcasts on the go or watch our videos. Download our app, American Variety Network, and enjoy. Hey guys, Jeremy Soren of Boston City Radio. I invite you to check out Boston City Radio, the talk show, where I interview local guests and people of interest in businesses. Also, Boston City Music, where we have local artists that are up and coming. And Boston City Radio Jobs. And we also have Boston City Radio at YouTube. So check us out. Thank you very much. On Facebook at Boston City Radio, Boston City Radio. Music Hour and Boston City Radio Jobs on Facebook. Thanks, guys. Bye. August 15th is my favorite day out of the year. Why, you ask? Well, it's my birthday. This year, I will be turning 23 years old. For the third straight year, I'm going to host my very own birthday celebration episode, and you, my listeners, are invited. Monday, August 15th, 2016, at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific. Join me as I celebrate my birthday live on American Variety Network. There will be a special guest or two, fun chat, birthday calls, and more. Feel free to call in at one 347 to wish me a happy birthday. This will be my first live show in months. See you August 15th for this special show. You are listening to The Aquatic Wetline here on Blog Talk Radio, hosted by fish keepers and fish keepers. Come dive into the fish tank with Alex and James 
and find out what's swimming today. Fish keepers and aquarists, get ready. Sunday, August 28, 2016 at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific. Aquatic Wetlines will proudly celebrate three years of being one of the only Fish Keeping Aquarium podcast on Rob Talk Radio. Come join Aqua Alex and the special guest Fish Keepers to proudly celebrate three years of Aquatic Wetlines live Sunday, August 28th at 9 p.m. Eastern right here on American Variety Network. What is going on in the world today? What is there to talk about? Who is the special guest? What will they be promoting? These are the questions you, the listener, should be asking. This is the Alex Cardinal Show on American Variety Network, America's podcast. Alex will dive deep down into the topics you want to hear about. So, without further ado, let's get to talking. Hello, Alex. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Alex Cardinelli Show here on American Variety Network. We have a very special show for you today. We're chatting beagles with a beagle keeper for over 30 years. So far, she has given us some wonderful information, and I'm really enjoying this show. So right now, we're going to go ahead and continue the wonderful information on beagles. So Kathleen, what are some behavioral problems that beagles have, and how do you solve them? Well, the biggest behavioral beagles, uh, behavior problems beagles have is, as I said earlier, problem solving. Um, we have had escape artists. Marcy would go walk about about once a year. And for whatever reason, every time it was a little bit different. Once when she was a puppy, she figured out how to get over the back fence. And the neighbors brought her around uh, a few hours later, and I had been looking for it. I had realized she was missing. I didn't know how she got out or which direction she went. Um, One time we had a uh, worker close the gate but not latch it, and she went out to the busy street and was found apparently in the median. I'm never sure what this lady was thinking because she claimed that her microchip, she didn't have a microchip, and she did. And I went to every vet between here and where she was turned in, and they all said, oh, yeah, it's showing. Because I wanted to make sure if they had a scanner that wasn't working, they'd know it. And um, then we had the one that was really, and she was just crazy. Uh, We know this because she became a much better beagle once we put her on Xanax, which is an anti-anxiety drug for humans. And she was very afraid of everything, but especially thunderstorms. And once she got through the dog run, through the um, fence, and over, um, oh, she went about 10 blocks away and showed up at a lady's house when she was trying to give her kids snacks and she sold the children's snacks. So I don't know exactly what happened because I wasn't there, but she was like, come get your dog now. And we did. <laughs> and um, so escaping is the biggest. 
And the biggest thing you can do to prevent that problem is to make sure that that puzzle is really hard to solve. So um, I don't put a dog in a fence um, unsupervised until I know that there's not an easy way to get out. And I still keep an eye on them. So Jamie, my husband still goes out with Jamie. Um, I go out with him a lot. But I'll send him and the other beagles out in the backyard now. I've pretty much blocked anywhere he can go. There's still a place that if Macy wanted to get rid of him, she could shove him out. He's small enough. But he's getting way too big to go through that hole. And I have blocked it. And uh, so I'll, like, shove him outside and then go get my shoes instead of getting my shoes and shoving them outside and stuff like that. But we still keep a pretty close eye when they're in the big fence. Um, I will not leave him in the dog room and um, dog fence unsupervised for quite a while yet. He hasn't quite figured out how to get back in from the dog door anyway. He's figured out how to go through it. Both my husband and I have um, had him disappear on us and go out in the dog run twice, but we had to help him get back in. And um, so having good fences, I have a baby gate. Uh, I have I have the house set up so no dogs can go to the front door because that's the biggest way I've had dogs slip out unnoticed is either checking the mail, someone knocking on the door, and then I notice them usually. But I have had dogs slip out the door um, when I was checking mail or whatever and not notice that they had gotten out. Um, and then I've had them run out. And so I have it set up that they can't go to the front door. They can see the front door, um, but they have a baby gate. And I just have the area in front of the front door set up so no dogs can go there and supervise. And um, I've done a lot of safety issues like that. Plus, beagles and carpet don't go that well. Um, Okay. So this is one of the biggest behaviors we've noticed in beagles, and we laugh about it and joke about it, and we don't know how to fix it. And I've watched this happen. You put a brand-new dog bed in the dog's crate, and they go in, they pee on it, and then they lick it. We can't figure that out. And, you know, we'll go to, you'll go to a dog show. We'll have a bunch of dogs with us. My breeder will take, like, eight or nine dogs with her to the show. And when you don't know any better and you say, oh, the dog's peeing in the crate, she says, yeah, I know, in that tone of voice. We, they're not super easy to house break. So whatever you get to put in their crate, make sure it's washable. I have a whole load of wash right now ready to go. Throw it in the washer from the puppy. Um, and there's a towel or two in there that one of the other dogs has peed on. So you just kind of know to live with their super super hard to house break. They don't seem to mind laying in their own pee. Janie's better than the girls, and we've always noticed that the girls are worse about this behavior than the boys. But just be aware that they're super hard to house break. When it, um, go ahead and take a break, and then we'll talk about house breaking. So the biggest thing is to prevent problems and know what problems you're going to have. Very true. So how do you teach a beagle obedience? Well, let's talk about housebreaking first. Have you ever watched okay, Super Nanny? Sure. 
No, I haven't seen Super that. Nanny? Okay, Super Nanny's a good thing to watch because the first thing she does with every family is put them on a schedule. And that's the first thing you need to do with a dog. So Jamie comes in the house. He gets um, – and I take him outside to the yard and give him an opportunity to empty his tank. Then I bring him in, let him drink some water or whatever, and two hours later he goes back out empties his tank. And the first day or two I gave him every two hours. He was able to sleep through the night when I first got him. So if you, they sleep through the night and don't make a mess, it's great. He's had a couple of occasions where he's made messes at night and, um, but most of the time, he's kept his. Uh, he's let me sleep through the night. Um, but once you see that, hey, I they don't have any accidents at the every two hour stage, then you can start lengthening it to every three hours, four hours, five hours, etc. If you're in a situation where you can't, like I was doing the nine hour thing, because um, as a teacher, I always got my puppies at the beginning of summer and tried to have them housebreak. Um, and then during the school year, have somebody come in at lunch and take them out. I'm not a big fan of puppy kindergarten because you don't know if they train the same way you do. But the secret to housebreaking any dog is keeping their area clean and setting a schedule and that they eat at the same time every day so that you can figure out what their schedule is and get them out and preventing accidents. If you catch them in the act in the house, you can correct them. But if they're puppies, their beagle win is like microseconds. So they're going to pee and not realize you're correcting them for peeing if you wait up to five seconds from the act of peeing. If you catch them, say no, pick them up, take them outside, let them finish outside. They'll probably finish on your shirt. Um, Then they're done that. Um, wear clothes when you're around your beagle that you don't mind washing when they're young. And um, But the biggest thing is always have a schedule, and you'll learn what their schedule is pretty quick. Um, and my puppy's been able to sleep through the night most nights since I've got him. So, yep, that's, that's housebreaking. Very cool. So now let's talk about obedience. I know that you have uh, trained a lot of beagles. So how do you get your beagle to be obedient? Um, Patience, repetition, and I don't expect too much too quick. The first thing that I teach every beagle is a hand touch. And I'm a huge believer in clicker training. The clicker is a marker that tells the dog that they're doing right. Now, some people will tell you to charge the clicker by just doing click and then give them a treat, click and give a treat. That is fine for other animals. Dogs were trained to be, or bred to be trainable. I like to, so they're going to give you a default behavior with the click and treat. So I like to control the default behavior. And if you do some research into clicker training, Karen Pryor is, the person who's written all this down, and she's got his two books. Um, I can't remember the full title, but the subtitle, and you can find it this way, is called Don't Shoot the Dog. 
and the clicker and there's lots of different ways to change behavior and the clicker training is the easiest so what i've been doing with jamie and he's got it down pretty good but it took a while because he's a beagle and they're slow but once they learn something they're really good at it um is that any time that he touched my hand, I'd put my hand out, and any time he can, I put it pretty close to begin with, and any time he came up and touched my hand with his nose, I would click the second he touched it, and then I would shove a treat in his mouth. And he learned pretty quick, because beagles were really food motivated, that that click meant he was going to get a treat, and he learned pretty quick that if he touched my hand I would click and give them a treat and I like that as a default behavior because you can put your hand anywhere then and get their head where you want it so it's really easy to catch them and um, so I use that hand touch as the first behavior I teach him Uh, the second behavior that I've been working on really hard and he's getting much better at it but I'm convinced that all dogs in my house respond to all names because if I say Macy, I get Dulce. If I say Dulce, I get Macy. I mean, I get both dogs. Anytime I call, say some, one dog's name, I get both of them. But they're figuring on, they, they want whatever that dog's getting, I think. So Jamie is learning that Jamie is his name, but it's Dulce and Macy are also learning that Jamie's his name. So I'm going to get all three dogs when I say a name. But what I did was every time I had the clicker in one hand, the treats in the other, and every time he looked me in the face, I would click and treat. And every time he made eye contact. And then slowly I start making that a cue. So once they're consistently looking at me, I will say, Jamie, he's looking at me, Jamie, click and treat looking at me, Jamie, click and treat. And then it becomes, say, Jamie, if he looks at me, click and treat. And so that's how you clicker train um, a dog. And if you've never trained a dog, I would recommend going to pet smart classes. The only problem is, is they won't let dogs come into that until they've had their shots and all of their shots. And that's usually, with for Jamie, it's for a month. And you've lost a lot of training time. Um, you can go talk to them. You probably go observe a class and see they do do clicker click training at PetSmart, and so you can kind of watch and see what it, it's all about. Um, I also have been. I mentioned earlier that I've been training him to stay on a mat. So I get um, a mat a towel, whatever, that's slightly bigger than the dog, and I will switch things so that I can use whatever I want. And I want that dog to stay on that area. It doesn't matter if they're standing, sitting, laying down, but I want them to stay on that mat and not get off of it um, until I tell them it's okay. So that could be like 20 or 30 minutes later. So they eventually usually lay down. And the problem with that right now is the minute I put a mat down in front of the other dogs to go straight for it because they want the cookies. Um, And we'll shut him off or not give him any room, so I have to put them in another room. But um, those are the beginning behaviors. You also want to teach them to walk on a leash. When it comes to walking on a leash, I am not – they're not for competition. I just want them to travel in the same direction I do. 
they want to stop and sniff, that's fine. I'll slow down for them. And um, not grab the leash and play tug with it, which is what he did the first week. Um, I took him out today a little bit, and he was walking on a leash really well. And what you do in that case is put the dog on a leash, walk a little way, sit there playing tug. Um, I ignore it. And when they walk the way I want them to play, uh, I reward it. When he was real bad about tugging on a leash when I first got him. And so I got a leash specifically for playing tug with. And, um, yes, they make those. And agility people really like them because um, we really want dogs that play when it comes to agility training. So the secret to obedience training is clicker training really makes it easier be aware that they have that randomness built in, so they're never, ever going to learn in a linear fashion. Most breeds learn in a linear flash fashion where they'll just keep clicking. Like, they'll do the hand touch forever, um, and it's real easy for them to get a cue on it. But when, in the Beagle's case, they typically will hand touch one or two times and then go sniff the floor, go do something else, and then they'll come back and hand touch a couple of times. So it takes a lot longer for them to learn. But one thing that I've found is once they learn something, they really learn it. They never really forget it. And they'll offer that behavior for the rest of their lives. But all dogs will do that. Very, very good information. That's uh, that's actually awesome information. So is it okay to give your beagle table scraps or human food? Like other dogs? Um, I would not um, as much as possible because it's easy for them to gain weight. Now, what I will do is I will save, like if I can't finish a steak, I'll chop it up, put it in the refrigerator. That's going to be their next training treat. Um, you also want to reduce their food the same amount on the training treats. Uh, it's real easy to get carried away with the training and end up with a fat dog. So some of the things that you can do is cut down on the food. Um, you can actually use the food for training, your regular food for training treats, and a lot of people do that, is instead of just putting a bowl down for them to eat, they'll make them do behaviors for every piece. I don't have that much time and patience. Um, <laughs> the other beagle problem behavior and that's one reason why yours isn't going to do well in an apartment there's a lot of reasons they don't do well in apartments but they can be very loud and the it's real tempting when a beagle is screaming to um respond to it by yelling at them to shut up guess what a beagle thinks when you're yelling you're barking too and they think it's lovely that you're both barking um, I do believe from having other dogs and having beagles they, and just the way they hunt, they make noise. They get a lot of enjoyment out of making noise. Um, with Macy, we'll put a cover over her crate, and that helps a lot because she makes a lot of noise when the other dog is working, um, especially in class. It kind of annoys people. Um, it annoys me even sometimes, and it distracts Dulce because I swear she's saying beagle cuss words. But um, covering the crate helps. Uh, the biggest thing that helps barking is redirecting the behavior. So filling up a Kong and with uh, peanut butter will keep them occupied for a while. 
Um, just about anything that you can do to redirect the behavior. Now, Dulce doesn't make a lot of noise. Macy does. And the worst thing is taking them to a hotel room when they're a puppy and they make noise because people they'll make noise when people walk by and then the people will yell at them and the dog thinks, oh, we're all barking. And, you know, it's, that doesn't work out well. I've run into that a couple of times when um, I was traveling with young dogs. Um now I try really hard not to travel with them when they're young. And then I try to keep them with me the whole time and not leave them out in the hotel room. That's courtesy to the other people. Though in Texas, that can be really hard because it gets really hot quick. So do you have any last tips or words on beagles? Uh, be patient. You'll get there. And uh, it's, and the tr- the tr- uh Traveling is more fun than the destination. In other words, find enjoyment out of training the dog um, and teaching them. And you'll both be, I mean, you can train old dogs if they've learned how to learn. It's just like kids. When I taught high school, we had kids come in from refugee camps or from rural areas that had never gone to school before. That was really hard for them to learn because I taught high school. And it's really hard for somebody who's 15 or 16 to learn how to learn. But if you've learned how to learn from the day that, you know, you were born and and dogs are constantly learning something and you don't want them to learn the wrong thing, um, that whole training thing is um, really as pleasurable or more pleasure than having a trained dog. At least I have found that, and I have found that through my 30 years of beeling, um, is that I'm training new stuff every day up until the day they're um, no longer with me. So, um, yeah, enjoy that training destination. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you for being a wonderful guest tonight. I had a lot of fun and uh I can't wait to get my beagle now that I have all this information from you. Well, that's one reason Janie came to my house a week early. <laughs> well, I've enjoyed Thank it. Thank you so much. For... Good luck. Thank and you. E- Thank keep you my so email address. And... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, keep my email address if you get uh, – <laughs> okay, I'll send you some uh, pictures of my beagle, and we can exchange pictures and and have fun chatting beagles. <laughs> Alrighty, well, it was nice to meet you, and good luck with your. It pup. was nice to meet you too. Thank you. I appreciate you coming on Bye-bye. the show. You did a great job. Bye bye. Thanks. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Kathleen Weaver, a wonderful lady and a wonderful person that is knowledgeable on beagles, and I can't wait to get my beagle on August 1st. If you guys enjoyed the show, please feel free to share the show URL on your Facebook or on social media, and don't forget to download our app on Google Play and Apple Play. It is called American Variety Network. With that, I wish you a pleasant adieu, and I want to thank you for tuning into this special episode of American Variety Network. Good night, everyone. 
Thank you for listening to America's Podcast, American Variety Network. Tell your friends about American Variety Network and have them check it out. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and download our app on Google Play and Apple Play. Come on now, it's simple. Just type American Variety Network in the Play Store and hit download. You'll get to hear my shows, see posts, and more. Good night, everyone. When you don't go to Geico,